0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 31st, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. Today, Milton Friedman, economist and Nobel laureate, would have celebrated his 95th birthday. Friedman, as an economist, made important contributions to macroeconomics, microeconomics, economic history, public policy, and other areas. For those reasons and more, the Cato Institute began awarding the Milton Friedman Prize for Advancing Liberty. To mark Friedman's birthday, we bring you a few comments from Thomas Sowell, a former student of Friedman, on a side of the man less known to the public. His comments came at the 2004 dinner announcing the recipient of the Friedman Prize.
1: Milton Friedman was a great teacher, though I am not sure that I would have fully realized that when I was a student of his. He gave lectures, but other people gave lectures. He had a reading list, but other people had reading lists. He gave exams, but other people gave exams. Those who believe in the perennial fallacy that you can tell a great teacher by observing him in the classroom would have missed the boat by merely observing Professor Friedman in the classroom. The only strikingly different thing that I noticed about him at the time was his rule that students were not to arrive late and enter the classroom after his lecture had begun, distracting him in the class. This made an impression on me because I arrived a few minutes late at one of his lectures and had to turn around and walk back to my dormitory room, wondering all the way what I was missing that would be on the exam. (laughs) From there on out, I was always in my seat waiting when Professor Friedman walked into the room. What a teacher teaches in the classroom is only half the story, if that much. What the teacher guides the students to read and think about is a very large and often unappreciated part of education. Milton Friedman's reading list, for example, included a little article by Friedrich Hayek titled The Role of the Use of Knowledge in Society. At the time, it frankly made little impression on me, and I wondered why it was on the reading list for a course in price theory for doctoral students. It was years later when I was beginning my own teaching career and studying the Soviet economy for a course I would teach, that I found the many puzzling things about the Soviet economy suddenly fall into place when I thought back to that article by Hayek. 20 years after I read Hayek's article, I wrote a 400-page book that grew out of that little article of about a dozen pages. Professor Friedman's exams were also remarkable. They were not designed to get you to repeat what you had been taught, but to engage in the much harder task of thinking. One question that I was as surprised to see on the exam for doctoral students, as I had been to see Hayek's article on the reading list, was simply this. Define marginal revenue. This was the kind of question you would expect in an undergraduate introductory economics course. It should have been a slam dunk for doctoral students in economics, right? Wrong. Not one student received full credit for his answer, and not many of us received partial credit. (laughs) That question let us know that we were not in Kansas anymore, Toto. (laughs) Some vague general notion of what marginal revenue or other economic concepts meant was just not going to cut it. Understanding the difference between vague, superficial thinking and disciplined analysis was more important than memorizing facts or theories. Impressing that on students' minds was one of the elements of Professor Friedman's greatness as a teacher. Today, a more warm and fuzzy image of a teacher has become fashionable. Milton Friedman was not warm and fuzzy. In a paper that I turned in in his class, I wrote that either A, this would happen, or B, that would happen. Professor Friedman wrote in the margin, or C, your analysis is wrong. (laughs) When I asked him where my analysis was wrong, He said, I didn't say that your analysis was wrong. I just wanted you to keep that possibility in mind. (laughs) I, I will never forget my first exam as a student in Milton Friedman's class. When I had to see him about something afterwards and was waiting outside his office, another student in the same course walked by and noticed the big letter B on my exam. In a tone of amazement, he exclaimed, you got a B? I said, yes, is that bad? There were only two B's in the whole class, he replied. How many A's, I asked? He replied, there were no A's. (laughs) On this festive occasion, (laughs) I would not want to paint a picture of Professor Friedman as a tough teacher. (laughs) Let us just say that in addition to being one of the great intellects of our time and a major influence for the better in public policy, Milton Friedman is also a wonderful human being, especially outside the classroom. (laughs) Thank you.
0: That's economist Thomas Sowell at the dinner announcing the 2004 winner of the Milton Friedman Prize for Advancing Liberty. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You may support the work of the Cato Institute with a donation at our website, cato.org.